0: It's time for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group with financial advisors, Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, and Josh Gregory. Wise Money is brought to you by the attorneys at Ledoux, Kern, and Keene, First State Bank, Diane Bennett, and the Inspired Team at RE-MAX 100, and Bethel College Adult and Graduate Study. Welcome to another episode of Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group, where every week we're helping you take your next wise step in your financial life. That's our aim again today. Thanks for being with us. My name is Mike Bernard. I am your host. I'm also one of the certified financial planners on the show. Kevin Corhorn out again normally with us, but with me in the KFG studio, certified financial planner, my business partner and friend, Josh Gregory. Thanks, Mike.
1: Well, having a baby can be one of the most exciting events in your life. And with all that joy also comes... Dirty diapers, lack of sleep, and yes, even some financial challenges. That's right. So today we're going to help you prepare with a few must-dos and a few must-not-dos. If you are expecting a baby or you have young children in your life, that's coming up on this episode of Wise Money. So we're talking babies and a bunch of doo-doo. There you go. That's right. Oh, terrible dad joke. If you have any <laughs> questions uh, other than, hey,
0: uh, comments about, hey, just uh, stick to financial stuff, no more jokes, reach out to us, 574-222-2000. You can call or text. 574-222-2000 online money ways sorry wise money com is how you find us you can submit a question right there on the right turns into an email comes directly to me and then social media facebook youtube twitter you can submit questions that way you can catch up on other content from the show every episodes right there on the youtube channel as well you can connect with us that way all right gosh i can't i can't believe it it's been it's been just over a year now Cindy and I welcomed our third child, baby boy Easton, into the world, my goodness. If we knew he was going to be this easy, we, we would have had him a long time ago. I mean, my <laughs> goodness. Kyper, our middle child, was so difficult. He just really had us pause. Okay, let's really rethink. Do we want a third? But Easton's been wonderful. And I tell you what, when I was thinking of this topic, um, a member of the Wise Money production team here, Lindsay, and her husband, Jared, they're set to have their very first child here in just a couple weeks. We're so That's excited right, for congratulations. them. Congratulations. And so, Lindsay, this episode is. It's for you and everyone else who's in a similar spot. You're about to welcome a new child, or let me tell you this, if you're about to welcome a new grandchild, um, Josh and I, we've talked about this, and Kevin, we've talked about this as one of the seven big life transitions that you need to be prepared for financially Josh and I specifically, we're in a hundred percent agreement. This <laughs> is the most difficult of all seven life transitions.
1: Mike, do you know that one of my New Year's resolutions <laughs> is to be more agreeable with you? Oh yes. So I'm gonna just let I'm gonna let you have that comment, and we'll just take <laughs> it as truth. There, right?
0: It's a little tongue in cheek there. If you, <laughs> we're gonna be talking about those uh, those those seven transitions here again coming up if you've missed that. But but certainly this is one of the most difficult ones. Um, how do you make it look easy? That's the question. There you and go. So we're going to talk about some of the things that you should be doing, some of the things that you should not be doing if you're right on the cusp of having a, having a baby. Let's start with the fun ones. What are the things that you should be doing? You find out you're having a child, baby's just about here on the way. Financially, what are the things you should be doing?
1: Well, I, boy, the fact that you frame that as the fun ones. Oh, yeah. Okay, sorry. Are, I, we are talking finance. It's not a lot of fun. Well, some of these are just work, right? Uh, this is stuff that makes maybe you've been putting off that you need to get done. But, I mean, the fun stuff is getting equipped, right? Yeah, it's showers. buying all the gear. And th- there's some pretty cool baby gadgets out there. I don't, I don't know where Lindsay's is at in her accumulation phase of all the stuff. But... Um, Boy, it's always better, though, to get some hand-me-downs from people Mm. because the reality is some of these things are amazing gadgets that have a pretty limited utility to them. I feel like
0: Carrington you know, eight, nine, nine years ago when we, so like her toys were wooden pegs and now for <laughs> Easton, there's all these gadgets and technology and my goodness, things change quickly.
1: A lot of money right. pouring into that, but he he came out with an iPhone already pre-attached <laughs> to his sure, hand, didn't he? Pretty sure. Yeah. iOS is preloaded <laughs> into his brain and everything. Uh, babies these days. It's a different world, isn't yeah. it? You know what? Um, speaking of different world, I- obviously- when two become three, or maybe you've got twins and it's four or more, um, it could have a major impact on your financial life. And and obviously, that's really the angle that we're approaching this from today. We're not giving great parenting advice or how to get an extra nap in during the day or anything like that. This is about what can you be doing for your financial life to be ready for having a baby arrive. Mm -hmm. And you know what? To me, one of the most important things that you could do as soon as you know that you're going to have a child is begin budgeting. Yes, I just used the B word. Budgeting for what life's going to look like after the baby arrives. Yeah. Since you want to be more agreeable, uh-huh. you're wrong. Um, <laughs>
0: you need, it's three budgets, Josh. It's three budgets. Okay. You find out you're having a baby, you need three budgets. The first one is between now and actually having the baby. You need to build that out. So whether that's eight months, whether it's seven months, however you're playing, whenever you start, you need to figure out, all right, let's start budgeting for now until that baby comes and here's what you're going to be focusing on saving up as much money as possible getting rid of and avoiding fixed expenses so paying some debt off or credit cards whatever freeing up cash flow in your and that's the first budget second budget is maternity because likely you're going to be down in income and you're going to have some new expenses but you're not going to have all the new expenses and that's where the third budget comes in and that's the life after maternity because that's when you're going to have daycare and you're going to have the diapers and you're going to have the four- formula and all that, but you'll have that second income possibly back.
1: Okay. I'm going to say this as agreeably as I can. (laughs) Not everybody is going from two incomes to partial income to back to two incomes. And so whatever your reality is, um, after the child arrives, if, if that is a temporary hiccup or an interruption to your income, that's one thing. If it is, you're going from two incomes down to one. That's a totally different picture that you have to, to come up with. Totally And right. I, I love, what I love about uh, everything you just said is this idea of taking advantage of the, the months between here and whatever the new reality is going to be and how do you uh, benefit or how do you improve your financial position? Because if, right now, um, you've got a few more months of two-income family But you're going down to one, or you're going down to a partial income as that second paycheck. Um, If you still have full-on two-income family going on for a few more months, maybe this is an opportunity for you to really stockpile some cash. Maybe it's an opportunity for you to wipe out some debts, accumulate some of the things you're going to need, make some big ticket purchases, that sort of thing. Um, but you have a window of time. And the longer you take to get recalibrated in your financial life, the more of that window is going to close and you're going to miss the opportunity.
0: Yeah. Okay. You're right. This is not fun. Yeah. That That's hard work. That is yeah. hard work. But it's the first thing that I think of whenever a client comes to me and says, hey, exciting news, we're having a baby. Um, you know, we're celebrating all that. But then the, the First thing is, yeah, you got to you got to zero in on that budget or those budgets. So totally, totally agree. The other thing that y- you need to do is you need to in that process, that budgeting process, that will help you be proactive and start thinking of what those new expenses will be. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember a friend of mine here, Heather. Uh, oh Gosh, I'm just gonna air this out on the, on the air. <laughs> um, so so we're at a little different stages of life. They've got two kids and they're a little bit older than ours. And I remember telling her that when Cindy and I got married married, our grocery budget was forty bucks a week. Forty bucks. That's all we spent on groceries for the for the week. And that doesn't mean we were going out to eat all the time. No, we're too frugal for that too. And she was just in shock by that, because she's got two more mouths to feed with her kiddos and, and everything. And so That's quite a bit different going to the grocery store when you're also buying diapers and you're buying formula and you're buying baby food and you're buying bibs and all this other garbage, you know, this other stuff that you need. And um, so you need to be, you need to anticipate how those new expenses, what those new expenses will be and how they'll impact your finances. Do
1: you remember what your grocery budget did after Carrington arrived? I, Did it double?
0: I, it was. I would. I would have guessed double.
1: I, yeah. I think so too. And I, I. wish. You know, if you could go back and do it all over again, I would have paid attention to the stats a little bit more. Yeah. Um, maybe I can go recreate this uh, in our financial uh, software and whatnot. But yeah, I, I have fifty bucks a month in my head as as our grocery budget and adding one more child doesn't increase it incrementally, it increases it exponentially. Yep. So be prepared for that.
0: And one of the other ones that's obvious that you need to be watchful for and you need, need to actually be shopping before you have that child is what you're going to do about child care and mm-hmm. then you need to build that in. That's that's one of the biggest items. I mean, it's like having another mortgage is if you are going to be going back to work um, shopping for child care and making sure you've got that allotted in your budget. Several other things you need to be doing financially when you find out you're having a baby, and then several other things you need to stop doing or just don't do it all. That and more coming up here on Wise Money with Corehorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Financially, what are the things that you need to start doing? What are some of the things you need to stop doing or not doing if or not do if you find out you're having a baby? That is the topic. On the show today, thanks for joining us. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. My name is Mike Bernard. Here with me in the KFG studios, Joshua Gregory. Thank you, as always, to the attorneys at Ledoux, Curran, and Keen. Oh, that's one. Gosh, you find out you're having a baby. Got to consider that estate plan. Uh, if you have that need, need a trust, something like that, reach out to the folks at Ledoux, Curran, and Keene, as well as First State Bank for sponsoring the Wise Money Show. Thank you very much. If you have a question, we're going to be getting to a couple of them, I think still in a tax-related theme. Coming up here later on, call or text 574 That's 574 574- And lastly, all over social media, just search uh, Wise Money Radio on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Uh, You can submit questions that way and get additional content. So, all right. whether you find out you're having a child or maybe you're expecting a grandchild, what are the things that you need to start focusing on financially? And the first one was just making sure you've got budgets and so on and planning for new expenses and shopping for childcare, all
1: that sort of stuff. What are some other things you need to start doing? Well, one of the reasons why getting started on the budget was so important was because there may be some um, artificially high cash flow or um, unsustainable cash flow that could be captured for maybe some pre-birth goals. So there may be some objectives that, boy, if you could knock out these goals before the baby arrives, it could make life so much better on the other side. Maybe uh, you are close on paying off some debt. You know, our,
0: ours was uh, was Cindy's car. Uh-huh. We uh, we 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 were. It took us a while to get pregnant with Carrington for um, our first child, and um, longer than you expect. It's just yeah. it, and so had some complications there. But we had we had gotten her a more reliable vehicle in anticipation of starting a family, and. All of a sudden, we find out we're pregnant, and I'm starting to do our budget, and I'm like, "Uh, that car payment doesn't fit, or financially, it would be a lot easier if that car payment wasn't there, and we just... Crunched the numbers and got that thing done. Yeah,
1: um, in March and April. Or um, yeah, Carrington came in April. Yep. You know, uh, a lot of newlyweds, if you can, if you can cast a vision to them of getting things like student loans wiped out or any consumer debt, car loans, that kind of thing, before kids. Um, boy, it, it just removes so much of the financial stress when you don't have as much debt obligation after the baby arrives, especially if there's going to be a reduction in your income in some way. Maybe one spouse is going to part-time or not working at all um, for a paycheck anymore. Um, debt, getting some of that wiped out is a big one. Maybe it's a car purchase, as you just said. Some people. Honestly, it could be time for them to get into different housing. You know, maybe they're going from an apartment to a house, or uh, from one house to a larger one. If you can get those things done prior to uh, even being pregnant, that's better, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a that's a major life stressor when you're changing houses and about to have a baby. But uh, there's some folks who, boy, they're moving because they want to get back closer to family as soon as they find out that they're having kids. Sure, sure. So so, some of these pre-birth goals are something that you really don't want to waste a whole lot of time. You come up with your game plan on how you're going to attack those.
0: Plan for changes to your health insurance, health insurance rates. One of the scariest um, circumstances that I've been involved with, with uh, was a friend of mine who um, failed to communicate to the insurance company that the that they had a new baby. And, um, you know, what are the chances? Of course, the baby had some really serious health complications about a month after born. And they started getting these medical bills and there was no coverage. And um, so, very, very scary. Make sure that you take the appropriate steps. Just set that reminder in your phone right now to add baby to health insurance. And then in your budgeting, anticipate how that's going to change what the cost is for your health insurance or what your deductible is and be proactive about that.
1: Absolutely. Uh, you know, speaking of insurance, it may be important to reevaluate your life insurance as well. Totally. Um, now it's, It's difficult because once you're pregnant, most, maybe it's all, um, every life insurance company that I've run into, they uh, either won't or have a hard time rating someone who's pregnant. So going through the underwriting process, often they'll say, you need to wait until after the baby's born and then reapply for life insurance if we're talking about the mom. And I
0: tell you, most most moms don't really feel like getting the physical too soon after having a baby to say "Ah, this might not be at my peak performance here that's right i might (laughs) want to get a little healthier before i go in and apply for life insurance but all that to say uh having a baby is one of those reasons one of those needs to have great life insurance and you're going to go through this pocket of time when you might not really want to apply
1: Exactly. So you got to be planful for that. And, and my hope would be that prior to even beginning to plan your family and, and everything, uh, maybe you've already had this discussion. It kind of reminds me of the early days when Andrea and I got married. Um, when I was crunching the numbers, doing the analysis to figure out how much life insurance we needed – I did it with the assumption that we were already into that next stage of life, we already had a child or two. Because honestly, even though it was just the two of us, I didn't know that if I got hit by a bus tomorrow, Am I leaving behind a pregnant wife? Right. Right? I don't know. There there could be uh, a baby already being formed. Yeah. Um, And I wouldn't know it necessarily. And if that was the case, the financial need for a surviving spouse with a child is very different than a surviving spouse without one.
0: That's the perspective that a good financial coach, certified financial planner, should be able to provide as you're as you're looking at these stages. Josh, anything else that you need to make sure that you do financially? Uh, that pretty much covers everything on my list.
1: Well, you mentioned in the intro getting the estate plan in yeah. place, and and if we we're going to elaborate on that one in any way, why is it so important? As soon as the baby arrives, obviously you have the responsibility for another life to raise them up to be a productive adult that can be independent of you but what if you're not around to finish that job Mm. you know god forbid I mean these are horrible stories thankfully they're rare stories for both spouses to pass away before the kids are out of the house but it can happen and the the question is who should be plan B in that case who should step in as a surrogate as a finisher if you will to um, complete the job of raising this child to make sure that they're well cared for, that they're educated, that they're equipped for life. And then along with that, who should be caring for the resources that you leave behind that are going to support all of that? Such, such hard decisions.
0: Yeah. But it's important because it could happen and you don't want to leave. Um, you, yeah, you've got more responsibilities now.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll throw out m- maybe one or two more. Um, under the heading of risk management, having a more robust emergency fund is important. And maybe this is what you do during the the pregnancy is you just start stockpiling cash because let me tell you, depending on who that child is that's entering your family, uh, there may be more opportunities for emergencies. Yeah. You know, we have one child who gets all the trips to the emergency room. <laughs> it's the middle one, <laughs> right? Um, but <laughs> there, you, you never know. I mean, there's more, fam, for more family members, the stakes are higher, there's more things that could go wrong that demand cash, and if there was an interruption to your income, Whether it's you and your spouse or just you, um, the, the stakes are higher. You need an emergency fund that will cover higher family expenses. So most likely the emergency fund needs to be growing with your family. And uh, I would also say making sure that you have disability insurance in place is important. It's something, uh, shame on us, we don't give enough attention to this, this topic. But the, the reality is the interruption to your income due to an illness or an injury that maybe takes you out of productivity for a long period of time, what happens to the family if the paychecks stop rolling in? Mm-hmm. And that's a huge deal, you know. Maybe you can get by, maybe you can uh, work things out if it's just you and your spouse. But when there's another dependent child, it gets tougher. Mm-hmm. So these are the types of things that you just want to have a great game plan in place um, during the, the, the this transition into being parents.
0: Don't be overwhelmed. You know, we're we we. This is our job. This we spend all day thinking about the different ways that your financial life is impacted. We've seen it um, by living vicariously through other people and serving other people so we've run the miles and this is why we shamelessly encourage you on every show to make sure that you're working with your certified financial planner and do so early so they can help you plan for all of these issues. Uh, That's just halfway through the list. We've got a whole bunch of things that you need to make sure you're not doing or that you stop doing when it comes to your finances when you're about to have a baby So we've got that and more coming up here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Welcome to another episode of Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. My name's Mike Bernard. Thanks for being with us. Joining me in the KFG studios, Kevin's still not with us, but Josh Gregory is here. I want to say thank you to Bethel College Adult and Graduate Studies, as well as Diane Bennett with Remax 100 for partnering with us on the Wise Money Show. Thank you very much. So far, we've been talking about all the do's and don'ts. Financially, when you're about to have a baby. My youngest, Easton, just turned one and a fabulous member of the production team at the Wise Money Show and Corhorn Financial Group, Lindsay, and her husband, Jared, they're expecting their first in just the next couple of weeks. So we're talking about financial planning for a baby and whether that's a new baby coming to your household or maybe you're going to be grandparents and you need to share some of this wisdom with your kids to help them get ready. That's what we've been discussing. If you have any questions, reach out to us. 574-222-2000. 574 222 You can call or text 574-222-2000. Wisemoneyradio.com is how you find us online. You can submit questions that way as well. And then every episode's on the YouTube channel and we've got the full Facebook page and Twitter and all of that. You can submit questions that way as well. Just search Wise Money Radio. All right, so we just ran through a very robust list of things financially you should be doing when you find out you're having a child, or even some of these things you should be doing if you're anticipating having a child, starting a family. And again, it's an overwhelming list, or it could be. Make sure you're working with a certified financial planner. Make sure you get started early. That old adage of, um, oh, I wish I would have started early. That's, That's the most common phrase we hear in our office. Don't let that be you. All right. What about all the things that you should stop doing or don't do at all? I've got a few things on the
1: list, Josh. Why don't you lead us off? Well, I like um, how we started the show. We were talking about all the baby gear, all the acquisitions. Um, you know, getting the nursery set up, all the stuff that makes it feel like you're setting up house, yeah. right? Um, this this can maybe be more exciting to the ladies Um, but even guys can get get wrapped up into this as well all the technology all the gadgets absolutely so going too far with that could potentially eat up resources that maybe are needed elsewhere and quite honestly boy if if you could quantify how much money gets wasted on some of that stuff because you really you only use it for a year yeah. Right. Um, it may be better, and and this may sound like just a cheapskate financial advisor talking, but there may be family members or friends who are ready to to clear out a storage space or um, hand off some some of these perfectly fine. Gently used uh, items that maybe you don't have to spend money on. Okay, so, so get creative. I guess is the is the spirit of this recommendation. I, I mean, so so Lindsay uh,
0: really fell into this at great timing because we had had Easton, <laughs> and I don't need. So I gave. I mean, it's probably ten boxes of things, and I'll just I'll just be honest. Some of the stuff still had tags on it. Really? I, yeah. We, we gave away a swing that, thankfully, we didn't buy new. I saw the new one, and we are like, no, I'm not. Because we've been through this before. Yeah. I'm not paying that. Yeah. And so we found it on Craigslist for basically 20% of what the actual price was. We used it once. Really? Turns out Easton's not a swing guy. Isn't and that so funny? It's crazy. Some
1: babies love the swing. Some want a bouncer.
0: You don't know. You don't know. And so, yeah, Lindsay fell in line. Lindsay and Jared got a bunch of free stuff from the Bernards. <laughs> uh, uh, Bernards, babies are us. and um, But, but. Yeah, it's fun it's cute and there's lots of cool things but just remember they were making healthy babies a hundred years ago before none of right. this crap was around and so just don't go overboard have fun and but i'd tell you let you, let the family members let your coworkers have the fun yeah. they'll get you the fun stuff with uh with showers and you you focus on the necessities and and uh, and yeah, try not to go overboard. Have fun
1: and enjoy it. But so, try who not got to go all overboard. your baby gear? the first round because you guys had gotten rid of most of your stuff before Easton great, came around right great friend of ours Jared Miller I actually oh, ran yeah. into him a couple of weeks ago
0: and uh, they were having their first child they had planned on having a big family and I'm like hey man I don't know if we're done or not but it's going to be a while you just take all this stuff and so so yeah sadly like the last one out the door was the uh was the rocker glider and so we had to buy a new one of those. And so that that was frustrating because that's sort of a necessity now. Thankfully, we were able to get one that fits with the... So, it'll, so it won't just be for baby. It fits with the decor of the house. So we'll keep it around.
1: So but. keep this in mind, too. I mean, obviously, you, you said Lindsay was getting just perfect timing because you're a year out from uh, Easton being born and you're ready to start yeah. handing things off, right? Well, there are some people my wife included who want to hold on to some of these things longer because of nostalgia sure you know you start telling your story that well some days we're gonna we're gonna have grandkids eventually so we need to hold on to all this stuff I do not want to hold on to these things for an entire generation right (laughs) so finally we're, we're kind of Letting go of some of these things. So even people with 10-year-olds at home maybe have some gear that could serve you well That's if right. you're just in the right spot at the right time. All right. We've got a few more things to to not
0: hit. And, Josh, you you talked about one of the things you might want to consider, one, one of the things you might want to do is consider the new house, consider the new car, and all that. I, you probably saw my, my facial expression. I cringed when you said that. I, and you weren't being very agreeable, I, but that's okay. <laughs> I see a lot of people who all of a sudden the the, the the family's expanding, and so they just say, well, then we need a new house, and or we need a new car, or we need something. I'd be very, very careful and cautious about introducing new fixed expenses at the time your financial life's about to turn upside down with a bunch of new expenses because of a baby. Yeah. You know, if, if your mortgage payment goes from the starter house of 800 bucks a month, and all of a sudden it's 1500 a month because you say, well, we need these extra bedrooms. Do you need that now?
1: Yeah, that's you a know? good point.
0: And, and so I'd be careful about introducing that new fixed expense, same with the vehicle and so on. And um, so just, just be careful. Now I'm not saying that you know, you, you won't need a new house. I'm just saying just don't jump into it and be very mindful of how that would impact you and your budget. And no,
1: it's a it's a great point. And, and sometimes once kids arrive, things like which school system you're in maybe become more important to you than they were before. Mm-hmm. And But that doesn't mean that the day your baby is here, you need to be in that school system, yeah. right? You have five or six years to... Get repositioned if if you ever need to. Yep. So that's that's fair.
0: Um, see this one a lot too. In fact, I've seen it with people very close to me. They've just said this very casually, and I would I would ex- I would discourage you from taking this step don't stop saving for your long-term goals mm-hmm. specifically into your 401k uh, I've seen people they they look at the numbers they say hey this math doesn't work I guess what can I cut all right I guess you know I'll, I'll cut those 401k contributions um, that's dangerous now if you if you need to I would say do so with a professionals opinion and get some help with that just to make sure that you're cutting the right things but I think it's very dangerous to say well all right we'll just stop saving for the long term because because Josh has shared a very wise equation and in um, achieving those long-term goals, you need cash, you need risk, and you need time. And if all of a sudden you stop funding with cash and you shortcut your time, that's going to make reaching those long-term goals much, much harder.
1: Well, it's also a violation of a really important financial planning principle. And that is, you should never sacrifice the future for the present if you can avoid it. Yeah. Right? Because the future is going to be here, and it needs to be a hopeful future. It needs to be a brighter future, and the only way it can be is if you can take advantage of time and a little bit of sacrifice today over a long period of time can truly bring about that hopeful future but if you get too short-sighted if you know the the baby furniture becomes too important or getting into just the right house or a nicer car you, you start making these emotional decisions and um, uh, unfortunately you may not even realize truly what you're giving up until it's too late to ever recover from it yeah
0: Um, going along with that and this one is a little outside the financial realm but certainly impacts it and don't don't stop making progress in your career Uh, continue to look for how can I get better how can I advance? What what skills can I add? Where can I acquire those new skills? It's going to be harder to get them. You're going to realize that. You thought it was hard before to learn a new skill or to do more at your job. It's going to be harder now when you're juggling a, a, a child, but it doesn't mean it should stop. And I would argue, oh, it really shouldn't stop. You've got to continue to acquire new skills, get better at what you're doing so that you can continue to grow in your career. That will help you provide for that child and help you strive towards uh, reaching those long-term financial goals. There's a few other things to not do as well as a couple great questions coming up here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Wise Money is brought to you by the attorneys at Ledoux, Kern, and Keene, First State Bank, Diane Bennett, and the inspired team at REMAX 100, and Bethel College Adult and Graduate Studies. Financially, what are the things that you need to see? Stop doing or don't do. If you find out you're having a baby, we've got that list. We're finishing it up and listening. To questions coming up. This is Wise Money with Corehorn Financial Group. Thanks for being with us. My name is Mike Bernard. Here with me in the KFG Studios, Joshua Gregory. If you've missed anything, as always, there's several ways to catch up on this episode and all previous episodes. My favorite is the YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube and subscribe to it. Search Wise Money Radio. You can subscribe. You can share. You can even leave questions, comments right there. I'd invite you to do so. If you're listening to this and you've got kids who are uh, at this stage of their life where they're going to be having kids and you're going to be welcoming um, grandkids into, uh, into this world, you want them to make this stage of their financial life look easy. And so I, I would encourage you, share this episode with them and so that they're equipped um, to have the right do's and the right don'ts when it comes to this stage of life. Um, so you can also find every episode on podcasts. Just search Wise Money with Corehorn Financial Group. Wherever you listen to podcasts, you can subscribe and share it that way as well. And then wisemoneyradio.com. We've got an online media player right there. You can listen while you're at work or wherever. Um, just right there on the website. You can also submit questions right there as well. Lastly, if you have a question, which we're gonna get into uh, a great question here in just a moment, a couple uh, that relate to taxes, you can call or text 574- 222 So we made a long list of things you need to be doing financially when you're uh, about to have a child. And then we've got a shorter but still very comprehensive list of things to not do. A um, Couple other things to not do when you find out you're having a baby. Don't procrastinate. Saving for college is as well as doing your estate plan.
1: Yeah, you know, both of these were on my mind when, I'm remembering back to when our oldest was born. He was born in 2008. And I remember sitting in the hospital room, my wife sleeping in the bed, I'm holding Jaden, kind of rocking with him, and thinking about everything that was going on, all the chaos that was going on in the market, and he's just sleeping away. And I remember kind of having this prayerful moment thinking, Wow, you know he's not stressed out about the markets at all right now. Mm. And as I reflect back on that, um, I, I remember thinking, you know, wow, what a great time to get started saving for his own college. Kevin has said, you're never more motivated to save for college
0: than when you're holding that baby in your arms. And I totally agree with I him. do
1: too. yeah, and
0: so i, I would I'd encourage it. Don't procrastinate. Yeah, it's going to be easy to procrastinate. But don't procrastinate. Get started.
1: Yeah, because, you know, your whole world is changing. There's so many other things that you're trying to get into new routines, and you could put that one off really easily. But on day one, maybe even before that child is born, you have so much time to begin accumulating and because of that, you can weather the investment storms a whole lot easier when you've got time to bounce back. You can charge forward, just get into the rhythm and the habit, the pattern of saving for this goal. If it's going to be a priority for you eventually, get started as early as you can. Yep.
0: if you, you know, uh, we've talked about this on this show before. Hey, when you're young, when you're just getting started in your finances, do you really need a financial advisor? Uh, yes. You need a certified financial planner who's doing comprehensive financial planning with you. We call that one plan here. You need that. Even at this stage, you can see all of the different things that you need to be aware of, things that you need to avoid doing, things that you need to make sure you do. You need a Sherpa. You need a guide to help you through that. Make sure you're working with a certified financial planner today. For those of you grandparents out there, a great gift might be helping your son or daughter get lined up with comprehensive financial planning um, and starting a relationship so that they can plan for this big life change. So hopefully that was helpful. If you have questions, reach out, we're happy to help. Cheryl is 48 from Mishawaka. She's got the first question we're gonna tackle today. She says, I'm not eligible to sign up for my new company's 401k for another year. What are my options? In the meantime, you know what I like about this, Cheryl? You know, we've had some chaos in the market in the past six months, and we've had a few questions we've entertained on this show before of, hey, I don't really feel like it's saving. Do I need to keep doing it? Yeah, this is exactly the time you should be and even if things get worse from here this is a this is the time to be buying and uh, and so i love that even though there's a great excuse for you to not
1: save cuz you're not yet eligible you're looking at well how can i still do it well and and truthfully the fact that you don't have access to that employer sponsored plan it's not a legitimate excuse because you do have access to an individual retirement account, IRAs or Roth IRAs. There are other tools that you can use to be saving for retirement. And the, the fact that this is even on your radar screen should be applauded greatly because essentially what you're saying is I have the capacity to be saving and I wanna get going on it because in a sense, there's a placeholder that needs to fit into your budget Otherwise, these dollars could just get soaked up with other things, right? Maybe some wants, maybe some fun stuff, great memories, but you're missing a great buying opportunity potentially, especially when the market is down, as you say. Um, But staying in the habit or the pattern is something that you can do. And the nice thing about an IRA or a Roth IRA is that you can set that up on an automated basis. It could be a monthly contribution that gets pulled right out of your bank account and goes into one of these accounts where you get to select mutual funds or stocks, bonds. There's a lot of flexibility in how you invest in these, but just feeding the accounts is the habit or the pattern that we want you to maintain.
0: Now, deciding whether you do an IRA or Roth IRA um that has great, great tax implications. And so you're gonna want to make sure that your certified financial planner is helping you with tax planning to determine which one of those is the best one, because there certainly could be a wrong one. And guess what, Cheryl? you might not be able to do either. And you might need to look for a different type of account to start saving up into depending on your income or the rest of your situation. Not an excuse to not save, you just need to make sure that you're saving into the right account.
1: I would also encourage you to make sure this decision is being made within the context of your financial plan because here we are, this question has been framed as a retirement question, but really it should be about your overall financial life and what is the best use of this next year of waiting for the 401k to become available to you. Maybe that money that's eventually gonna be um, poured into the 401k, maybe it needs to go towards another short-term goal in the meantime, something that would help you build a foundation so that when the 401k contributions are going, They are sustainable. You don't have to interrupt those contributions. I'm talking about things like an emergency fund. If you've been operating too skinny on cash, maybe it's just always been where you're at. You haven't had three to six months worth of living expenses on hand, hopefully out of sight, out of mind, so you're not tempted to dip into it. Then maybe building that up, kind of beefing up your emergency fund could be a a goal over the next year. Maybe it's getting some consumer debt wiped out or funding a health savings account. Maybe, Cheryl, you're 48. I don't know if you have any kids that are in college or approaching college. Maybe funding a 529 plan for this next year could be a worthwhile use of that money. But the fact that you're even thinking about something healthy and proactive for the future, uh, again, I I applaud you for for the question.
0: Let's sneak another one in here. Brian's 59 from LaPorte. He asked a great question. I'm now allowed to take money out of my IRA. Yeah, 59, 59 and a half. Yeah you're allowed to do that. I'm thinking about taking it out and putting it in the bank. What are advantages or disadvantages?
1: Well, I guess the advantage would be you just have the money closer at hand. Um, however, you have to recognize that that's a taxable event. Yeah. So whatever tax bracket you're in here in 2019, that's going to dictate what kind of a hit you take when you take that distribution. I would be asking you, boy, if you're going to create an early taxable event anyway, why not move that money into a Roth IRA instead? And you could have that Roth IRA be positioned relatively conservatively if it's going to serve the function of just kind of extra... Cash, emergency fund, that sort of thing. But if you're going to take the taxable event, at least position it into a place where maybe you're not going to have any tax on future interest or growth.
0: Yeah, my first question, Brian, is why. If if the if the why is you want some some cash more readily available, then I agree with what Josh said. If uh, if the why is because you're concerned about the market, you're getting closer to retirement, you can lower the risk within your IRA without putting it in the bank. You can actually. Actually move it into a, a money market type of account within your IRA. And you can reduce the risk without having that tax consequence. So great question. I hope that was helpful. That is all the time we have for today. Thank you so much for being with us. On behalf of Josh Gregory, myself and all of us at Corhorn Financial Group, hope you have a great weekend. We'll see you next Saturday for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group